Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Oh, I like this newspaper work, Molly. Last I got me a job I can put my hearse into. Oh. Say, how did you ever happen to get this job, McGee? I didn't know you were a friend of the columnist here. Oh, sure. Me and him was old buddies. You see these two fingers, Molly? Yeah. Me and him was just like that. That short one's me. <laughs> well, I mind the time I was a reporter on the old Gleason Panagraph. I didn't mind being a cub, but when they wanted me to hibernate one winter, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Oh, there, young man. First opportunity I've had to drop in on you. How are you getting along? Oh, just fine, Chief. I've seen you around here checking up on things and wondered if you weren't going to come in sometime. Well, I like to have the new people uh, settle down before I disturb them. Well, that's mighty nice of you, Chief. Uh, meet the little woman. She's my best critic and severest friend. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? I ain't funny, McGee. <laughs> you got to give me credit for remembering it. Uh, tell me, McGee, what writing experience have you had? Oh, quite a bit, Chief. A lot of poetry, two or three mysteries. A couple of letters. <laughs> I'm writing a novel now, Chief. A novel? Is that yeah. so? It's about the Dust Bowl farmer. Got a good title for it, too, I have. The Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> well, uh, that's been you. It has? Doggone it, I talk too much. <laughs> so, uh, have you seen any of your husband's newspaper columns, Chief? Oh, yes, indeed. I, I've been following his work with a great deal of interest. Well, thanks, Chief. Nice of you to say so. I'd like to have you tell me something about the candid camera work sometime. I see that's your hobby. Candid camera? <laughs> what makes you think so? Well, I imagine McGee noticed the little camera you have hanging on your belt there, sir. Oh, that isn't the camera. Huh? That's the clock. I'm the night watchman. <laughs> see you again sometime. <laughs> Washington. Just one big happy family. Hey, let me know when you have your next literary conference, McGee, and I'll bring the elevator operator in the window washer. <laughs> well, he fools you, too. <laughs> now, let's see. Where can I dig up some good gossip items, Molly? Hey, speaking of gossip, here, there's only one thing that worries me about this job. What's that, Mr. McGee? Oh, you say such personal things about people. Don't they ever threaten you or anything? Sure, but that don't mean nothing. There's always some guy with a grudge that's threatening to shoot you or horsewhip you or something. Empty threat. Don't mean a thing. Mr. McGee. Yes, Miss Prince. <laughs> Gentlemen, to see you. What do you want, Miss Prince? He says it's a personal matter, Mr. McGee. He's got a horse whip with him. Oh. Horse whip, eh? Well, tell him we don't want it. A what? A horse whip? <laughs> you don't mean a thing, McGee. Just an empty drink. Oh. What'll I tell him, Mr. McGee? Tell him I ain't in. Tell him I've gone home. Tell him anything. Wait a minute. Tell him I'm making the rounds of the nightclubs and probably won't show up for days. Yes, sir. Come on, Molly. Let's get out of here. Okay. No, wait. I, I better send this copy down to the composing room first. <laughs> copy, boy. Copy, boy. Yes, sir? Take this copy down to the composing room. And, boy. Yes, sir? Get me a press card to stick in the windshield of my automobile. Yes, sir. You have got an automobile. Boy. Yes, sir? Get me an automobile to stick the press card into the windshield of. <laughs> I wonder what that guy out there wants to horse whip me for. Maybe I better print a retraction. How can you make a retraction when you don't even know what item he's angry about? Well, I'll make a blanket retraction. That ought to cover me. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's duck out the back door. Well, what if he hears it? Just, I never thought of that. How can we distract his attention? Oh, I know. Hey, Billy. Billy Mills. 
Play an apple for the teacher and play it loud. Yes, sir. to give some second graders a third degree for the fourth estate. <laughs> <laughs> too good, Johnny. Stay the way I hear you. <laughs> when I hear it, one fellow says, Tell us, says, He went as Tony Galetto performed a little dentistry the other night. That show, says, Tell us, How do you mean? Well, says the first fellow, he certainly gave no retain. <laughs> hey, I'll make a good story for you, Johnny. You might captain it. Local anesthetic makes good. <laughs> <laughs> well, go right in, kids. The head waiter's in your good table. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's a good table right here, Molly. Hey, hey waiter, give me the steak dinner. You just want a salad, don't you, Molly? Yes. A mixed green salad with just a tiny bit of garlic, baby. Lady, there ain't no such thing as a tiny bit of garlic. Garlic is a garlic. And a confidential... Uh-uh. Well, I know. Listen, bud, I'm the gossip columnist on the Gazette. I wish you'd point out any celebrities that are here tonight. You know, debutantes, your actors, your gang speakers. Sure. You see that girl at the third table? That's Brenda Axel Diddle, the debutante. She just come out. Oh. Mm. You ought to go back in and put something on. <laughs> Who else, waited? Well, let me see. Oh, yes. 
You see that only little mug across the room there? Yes. That's Silver McGee. What? It is not. I'm Silver McGee. Yes? Sure. Well, say that other guy ain't so bad looking after all. The idea. We didn't come to a nightclub to be insulted by the waiters. Then I guess you ain't had much experience with nightclubs, lady. <laughs> How'd you want your steak, Doc? Oh, little top. Okay. <laughs> Let me know how you like the French fried potatoes. We're trying new recipes. We're frying them in rubber cement. Oh, never mind. I see him. Hello, Fever. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, hello. Hey, Fever. did you have an item in the Gazette about a certain wealthy man about town and a blonde half-checked girl? Yes, I did, Harlow. You did an item, too. I said, quote... Now, what man about town who is no author is making a play for a hot little blonde hot chest who is no actor? Unquote. <laughs> kind of a mystery, eh? <laughs> yes, except that same guy is standing outside this night. Yes, except that same guy is standing outside this nightclub waiting for you with a horsewhip. Oh, heavenly days, McGee. Follow this over here. That's a bad dreaded luck. So that was the story he was sore about. Listen, Harold, don't, don't tell him we're in here. Tell him he's gone. Okay, pal, whatever you say. Say, incidentally, I've got a little gossip item for your column. Oh, I ran... good. What is it, Mr. Wilcox? Well, look, don't put me on this. No. But did you know that a certain prominent businessman and his wife are separating? No. Yeah. Well, the way I heard it, this fellow got to fed up with house cleaning every spring and every fall. But he just couldn't take it anymore. Oh, my. But his wife plays the smart way, you see. What do you mean, Well, she told him that everything was going to be different this year. She said that she just learned how to simplify her housework. For instance, she's using Johnson's self-polishing glow coat so she can polish her linoleum floors in a jiffy without any rubbing or buffing. And she's going to use Johnson's paste and liquid wax on the wood floors and furniture and make dusting and cleaning easier the whole year. Oh, well, heavenly days, Mr. Wilcox. Wasn't that enough to reconcile me? What do you mean, reconcile? Well, you said they were separating. Oh, but that was just while house cleaning was going on. Oh. But now that he's found out about Johnson's blow coat and Johnson's wax, why, you can't keep him out of the house. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that a nice little human interest story? Oh, simply delightful, Mr. Wilcox. I'm afraid that's too big a story for us. That's got national interest. My column is just local. Oh, I see. Well, well, I guess i got to be going. Keep an eye out for that guy with the horse whip, River. Say, uh, does he look pretty mean, Mr. Wilcox? Mean? He's as sore as a pelican with sinus trouble. Oh. See you later, folks. That's a Maybe we'd better get out of here, Molly. I, I don't want any trouble with that guy. No, sir. We're not going to run away from him. Huh? We'll fight. <laughs> we will? Certainly we will. Besides, you shouldn't worry, Gilly. Didn't they tell you at the office that the newspaper was behind you and everything? Yeah, but if I'm going to get horsewhipped, I want something thicker than the newspaper behind me. <laughs> Come on, Molly, let's go. Let's get out of here before something... Oh, really? Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? And Mr. McGee, too. Oh, and Mr. McGee's brother. Hi, Abby. What do you mean, my brother? Oh, no, wasn't that silly of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I thought there were two of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it must be the lighting effect in here. <laughs> I think things are well enough living here, Mrs. Uppington. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Don't you kind of swing it a little bit, Uppy? <laughs> 
delicious. In fact, I'm afraid I'm becoming quite a guitarist. <laughs> oh, you know, I've been learning a new dance tip. The boots to do this. <laughs> you you swing around that boot. I never touched intoxicating beverages, but my waiter suggested a delicious soft drink, some kind of punch. Plantos punch, I believe. Oh, very refreshing. Oh, very well named, too. One more punch and they'll plant her. <laughs> I'm sorry we can't stay enjoying the festivities, Duffy, but we got to be together. <laughs> Opal from Ruby or that Ruby from Opal. 
handful of loose bills, part of a great receipt for the minstrel show. Yes, yes. Gentlemen, be seated. Come on, Dana, come on, let's sit there. A juicy little tidbit. Oh, yes, a juicy little tidbit. Where can I put that tidbit? There's a couple of bunion pads. I can always predict the weather by my bunion. Went to a preview last night, and how to get up and leave? Preview what? The rain came. Well, a splendid picture has a great deal of power if you call for a Tyrone. <laughs> ah, what's this? Oh, yes, the bill from my hotel. Glad to pay it, too. Clean the hotel, I'll be patronized. They didn't change the lock on my door for whole time. Let's see now. Here's a ticket to the dog show. There's one function I like to attend. Always go and kiss the police dog. And here's an abdominal support. Nothing like it to help you keep a stiff up and laugh. <laughs> some, uh, some ant poison I bought for my uncle. And a cup of salt beer. Well, well, imagine that. No juicy little tidbit. Some unprincipled character must have kicked in the pocket. This scoundrel. <laughs> Imagine anybody picking his pocket. That's like a fly in the soup complaining about the customer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Molly, take a peek out and see if the guy with the hip is still there. What's he doing? Talking flies with the hip. Hmm. <laughs> Protecting his own, eh? Well, uh, well, here he is with you. What are you going to do? That's what I'll take him. That's what I'll do. I'll show him he can't imitate me. You mean intimidate you? Uh-huh. I'll show him what I mean. Come on! Oh. Oh, little girl, but don't ever do that again. Huh? Listen, little girl, it's much, much too late for you to be out. So you, you, you belong home in bed. I bet you're gone, I bet you. I bet you're gone right here. Well, why do you? My father's a cook. Your father's a what? A cook. <laughs> oh, he is, eh? <laughs> It would make just as much sense if I said my father was a grasshopper. No, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that so? Hmm? I said, is that so? Yes. Yeah. Listen, sis, I'm in no mood for any fairy tales. I don't care if your father is a ticketer or a dream bug. You'd you better go on home. Well, he is a ticketer, Doctor. He's a movie ticket. Oh, oh, I guess. <laughs> He's the movie ticket for the paper. Yeah. Yeah. What did you get by the grasshopper? I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. I think by the time you meet them, it won't matter much. 
Now, what do you want to do about the man with the horse? Oh, shut down. Yes, I do, too. God, God, I'm going to have it out with him. If I'm going to tell him to come in here, and if I start anything, he'll finish it. Huh? I mean, if I finish anything, I'll mix up. Shall I hold your glasses, dear? No, I'll keep them on. i got to see where I'm falling. <laughs> hey, Bob, you with the whip. I'm telling you, you waiting to see me? I said, well, yeah. Are you the columnist who wrote the article about the man about town making a play for a blonde, half-set girl? Yes, he is, and he meant every word. No, 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 let me have it, man. Oh, what if I did, bud? That's <laughs> take a joke. <laughs> After all, I, I have you keep away from me now. You leave me alone. Get to see me, man, before I fly into a blind grave. <laughs> now, listen, bud, let's talk this thing over. It's too late for that now. Oh, now, look, bud. Let's be easy. Oh, slugging, dearie. <laughs> I will if he talks at me with that whip. Oh, don't be like that. Look, that blonde hatchet girl and I were married six months ago. Huh? And I figured that anybody who's as far behind the times as you are ought to be driving a horse and buggy. Huh? Here, take the whip. Oh, God. <laughs> to all the windows, brings to a close another edition of the Doxy Journal. We remain the wits of the correspondent, Kevin McGee and Molly, who think, believe it or not, who think that the best cat and mouse story in America these days is to stay over this mic, let's stand cat. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Marlo Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, Racine, Wisconsin, reminding you that if the community in which you live does not observe daylight saving time, Kevin McGee and Molly will come to you one hour later, beginning next Tuesday. Please see your local newspaper for time and station. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.